So. So, we've on. Yeah, we're on. on. I um I accidentally bought uh, decaf coffee. Oh. I only realised that as I Why drank it Why accidentally? Because I, it was in the same bag. Because Horatio got me into the stuff from Co-op. And then I... Co-op? <laughs> and I went to Argos. Cause I, and there's a co-op next to Argos. Yeah. I'll tell you why I went to Argos in a minute. Don't worry about that. But when I was in the in the co-op, I thought, oh, there's that nice coffee that Horatio likes. I got it. Drank it this morning. Decaf. So what? I feel Ca- a little strange. Carte Noir? No, no, no. This is the Colombian stuff. It's, yeah, yeah. Oh, I is got it, a decaf is it, version. Is it bean? Yeah. Stuff. It's like ground yeah, coffee. And then you put it in the little, um, you yeah, know, little coffee pot, thing, yeah. which broke also this morning. So I only had like a little bit and then I had to fill the rest up with hot water. So have you not had a coffee yet? I haven't feel, I don't feel caffeinated. Yeah. Because I, I had a decaf. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. But you said that's really good. Yeah. No, I, 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 I am an advocate for not drinking coffee, but I am back on the coffee right yeah. now. Yeah. Just with the baby getting yeah. up at 5am every morning. Yeah. But if you can get into decaf, it's great. It's get, getting something for free. Totally. But you do need one coffee a day. I'm not barbaric. Yeah, I know. Well, that's why I feel you a need a strange. good one in the morning. Yeah. But it was an accident. I couldn't do anything about it. No. And then I was on the way here. Oh. And I was in Argos because I was picking up some weights. What weights like you, you get? Like you, like you got. Twos, threes, fours, fives. I got a selection of three. Oh, that's expensive. No, it was a very cheap. It was like 15 pounds. It comes with a little stack holder. Oh. I mean, they're very cheap, yeah, shitty yeah. ones. But I think they're like 1.5. 2.6 and 4.5 or something Ooh. like that. So I thought I could gradate myself up. Mm-hmm. Graduate. Great. Gradate? <laughs> Not a word. Haven't had coffee. <laughs> Don't talk to me before I've had my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. Before I've had my coffee. I'm crazy. Um, yeah, I am. Um, I really wish it was a real coffee this morning. Um, if you don't love me at my best, then if you don't love me at my best, you don't deserve me before I've had my coffee. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that on a tote bag. <laughs> that is actually quite a good tote yeah. bag if you did that one. Coffee monster. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I don't feel tired. I feel sad. I feel yeah. sad without a coffee. You seem it. I, you did arrive with a very negative energy. Which um, I kind of chose to ignore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I straightened my hair, or at least I blow dried it straight. Mm. Um, don't like it. Uh, n- there we are. Anyway, I picked and up. And BB these. failed her driving test. Which and is I the failed theme my driving test. Episode. I d- failed my driving test. Um, so I feel embarrassed. I feel ashamed of myself. I also mostly feel ashamed of myself because I was so horrible to everyone at that test center, unfortunately. Um, but what it, I don't understand is the day before when I saw you, you were like, oh, I'm definitely going to fail. That doesn't matter. And then then apparently you were very upset. So is it your overachieving childhood, which is kind of you were trying to make it seem like you'd be fine with failing, but yeah, you course. knew that you I was would... the girl in the exam that goes in being like, oh my God, I haven't revised. I'm so going to fail everything, but knows that they're going to come out with 100%. Mm-hmm. But instead I came out with a fail and that's the first test I've ever failed. So I think it was Ooh. mostly the embarrassment of just actually thinking in my stupid little brain that after only 10 lessons with an instructor because of the pandemic and stuff and they were long lessons and I've been driving around for hundreds of hours with my mum that it would work out for me because I would you know, do what I always do and like find a way to like you know blag it but this is not the kind of thing you can blag and I like had a little mini crash and it's like one what like are you a drama queen but apparently that's enough to make you but didn't the um, instructor then say uh, that tire's going to need fixing? Wasn't yeah, it? he was really, I mean, he was he was overreacting. I bumped the tire a tiny, tiny little bit. Yeah. And um, I just felt like this kind of my stomach drop when he said, okay, uh, we're going to, could you uh, turn the car back to uh, the test center? Oh. And, he, and he sounded like, 
not like annoyed at me. He almost sounded like a little scared. Like he was like, oh. But it was like, I'm a good driver. I've been driving amazingly up until that point. It was just this one mistake because I was nervous because I wasn't used to the roads. And I know the whole point of the driving test is to make sure that they only make sure safe drivers get a license. But I I was so embarrassed. Also, it didn't help that on the way there, it all been going really, really, really well. But then um, our mum thought it'd be a good idea that I do like a quite a complicated reverse park in so that when I had the actual test, I could just drive out quite easily. But of course, this reverse park was like over a road and there were all these other learner drivers there waiting for their test. So not only were they watching me, but their instructors were watching me too. <laughs> it was like a lesson in how to not park a car. I got so flustered that I ended up like horrors, like diagonally parking in between two spaces, freaking out about it. And I saw this girl staring at me and I just was so annoyed that she was staring at me. So I just looked at her and I said, through the window it was the hottest day of the year, sweating my arms. Just, I was like, can you stop looking at me? <laughs> And our mom was just like, oh, baby, you can't. And she just kept looking at me. And then I was, she, I, I think that she can't speak English because that's probably why she keeps looking at me. And so I then got even more angry. And then finally I realized that our mom was gonna have to park the car for me. So I had to get out. And I had to stand there like a teenager as she parked it for me. And then this kind of slightly patronizing, but ultimately well-intentioned driving instructor came up to me and said, you just, you, what you need to do is you need to reverse a little bit more, you know, have more confidence with it. And I was like, I know how to drive actually. Um, I park really well normally. <laughs> and I felt the voice inside of my head being like, you're not, why are you being like this? Why are you being like a teenager? But I just, my, my body was just in a, such a state of tension and anxiety. It's like I let the adolescent kind of angst that I didn't really have as an adolescent just overpower me. Yeah, and it just fucked up everything. That it's a thing that is, does mark kind of adult freedom, yeah. being able to drive. And, and I just couldn't do it. Yeah. So She's not ready. I think that's why I cried afterwards because it was not only just like the embarrassment of how badly I behaved. And I, of course, apologized profusely to our mother and stuff. And she thought it was really funny. Um, <laughs> I was just so surprised because when she told me that you were that upset, I was like, but she was fine. Yeah, it, I was upset because it just, I, I think it maybe represented something from my head. Because it was mm. like, it's the end of lockdown. It's something I've been thinking that's going to represent something to me. Like, I've achieved something. You passed your test the first time. Like, people do that. Because I'm and a the, fucking idiot. And then, <laughs> and then I didn't. And it just was such a shock to my system. And I think it was like a reminder that I'm not that uh, test-passing person that I was five years mm. ago. And that's fine. I'm a different person. I've gone through so much. I've grown and I've developed. And this is who I am now. You go, girl! You go, girl. <laughs> girl boss moment. But... To have to confront the person sitting in the car crying like a fucking child and being like, I'm not a grade A student anymore. It was actually quite difficult. That's why I freaked out about it. And I can totally understand that. Um, anyway, my I was the only text, test I was able to book again was in November. So fingers crossed you guys, I'll have had enough practice before then. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry to the lady that I verbally abused. I didn't mean to be that horrible to you, but you were staring at me and you're a bitch. So, yeah. Well, I only passed first time because of luck mm -hmm. I, I have no idea I should not be allowed to drive I still can't park mm -hmm. I remember even in America when I was driving on my own there I can't believe I actually did that I had to get just strangers into the car every day to park every day every single day you had to ask strangers on the street every day once a day to park I would just say sorry can you come and help park me play a little girl lost type thing sorry I'm really please will you help me they just get and park it and then you're done easy that is as a long life as hack as long Jessie. as they don't steal the car that was always a worry 
but that you 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 pick a person that looks like they can drive you know and you play the english thing up because oh, totally. you be like oh it's the other side of the road i don't know how to do it i also did it in in england every day you put, I an, have american, never you put on an american accent no. in england and say oh i'm not used to the roads here yeah, so small. every day every time i drive that's I get so funny every day so every time i've driven so i don't know how many times i've driven it's over 50 oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's mental that's yeah. so funny, Jesse. I'm that not going to learn to park. park. Hilarious. I'm a different person every time, sorry, every time, like uh, over 50 times to get in your yes. car instead of parking. Probably not 50 because I haven't driven that much. Yeah, that's, hopefully. Cause that's You're like Cher Horowitz. Like in, probably in 20 Clueless. times, 20, 25 times. I Oh, I'm like Cher, yeah. Because she was like, I, I don't need to park. Everyone in LA has uh, valet. Yeah. You can just use valet all the time. Mm. No, I just, I, I, I definitely cannot park. And I was not going to be able to park unless it was like a ridiculously large bay. There was just no chance I was going to be able to park. So I just. So you must have just like blagged that in your driving test then, because you have to park in the driving test. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just blagged it. Oh my god, I can't. It's confidence. That I it's co- com- parking is confidence. So I was able to blag the confidence for the test. But in real life, I was like, I'm not gonna. I don't have to do that. I'm Someone just remembering the sound, the sound that the car made, the sound that he made, the sound that I made. It's just all like flashing in my head. It's very embarrassing. But do you remember, also, he probably really enjoyed failing you because probably most people pass, no offence. So no, it's a 46% pass rate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, then I did very well. <laughs> this is not a time for you to hype yourself up, okay? This is a time <laughs> to make me feel better. Anyway, that's a, that's a bit of a bummer. But it's fine because we always had a really good weekend. Yep. We did our first live podcast. Yeah, I just, I'm still kind of staggered that people turned up. I know. We genuinely thought that, and I also realised I say genuinely a lot, and I only realized that because I did another podcast a couple of days later. And I, I felt, I felt if you can imagine words coming out of people's heads, all of the words would be saying, she says genuinely too much. They all were staring at me like I say it way too much. But anyway, I do say genuinely too much. But I am genuinely amazed that people turned up mm. to the live podcast because mm. we genuinely thought that... Um, There's going to be like 20 people. I thought maybe 40. Mm. I thought maybe a good 40 to 50. And then we emailed our agent the night before uh, to say just, you know, what's the what's the numbers just so wouldn't... Because also I, I have this thing of if I don't heavily promote something, I, I think that people will forget. Yeah. And I forget. I'm always really staggered that people remember that they've booked tickets for things in advance. Those are the kind of people that are good people because they're mm. organized they've mm. got their shit together but i i am always surprised when people do have their shit together so yeah. it's also that, in your self-deprecating nature to think that you would be so forgettable you or know? or dismissible so like oh yeah i did book tickets for that but i no, actually I don't, don't want to i yeah, prefer yeah. to go to starbucks yeah yeah kind of thing yeah but almost you know it was a good amount it was like over 250 people it was so nice and thank you so much for anyone that came and we hope that you enjoyed the fact that we put it up on um our channel yeah. last week sorry if you came to the live podcast and you're expecting something new last week no. sorry we had, a, we had a week off because i've been moving yeah um but i had a great time and i thought you were wonderful i thought you were great too um, i thought that we 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 de- it was a definite um halfway thing between doing a live show and a podcast mm-hmm. i mean not a live show what am i talking about theatrical thing yeah, yeah. like a you know a theater thing mm-hmm. did i just say that twice <laughs> No, no, no. You said live show, then you said the- theatrical. I said theatrical, then theatre. Maybe. Which is a bit stupid. Maybe. Doesn't really matter, though. Doesn't matter. So anyway, yeah, when we did shows, I I always would find that quite terrifying mm. because we, 
we had a script that we had to follow. Oh my God, and we'd be in a manic state and we'd have written something weird into one of the scenes and we'd be like, oh, we'll see if that works. And then as we got up to that moment, it, and it, if it didn't work, or it, we didn't it commit. was nerve-inducing. Whereas with this, we knew that the people there, they were certified, like, you know, people who are on board with what we were going to say. Mm-hmm. Well, they wouldn't, exactly. If they were going to be there that day on Saturday afternoon in Kenishtown Forum, they would have made an effort to come and see us do what we do, totally. which is just chat. Totally. And uh, apart from a couple of funny little awkward bits, which were funny, I think, it was it was great. Yeah. It felt, and it felt like we were still having a real conversation. Um, which we were. And then when the guy flashed light to say, oh, you, you run out of time, I was just like, wow, that flew by. Mm. So it, it was, was a real really nice. pleasure. Did it make you miss doing theatrical shows? A little bit, yeah. yeah it even made me think, because uh, I remember just before we went on and a couple of days before, I was like, I can't imagine what it is going to be like to have to be up on stage again in front of people. And I can't believe that we used to do that. To Regularly. do a comedy show type thing. Like how crazy must I have been? Because the idea of doing anything that even resembles something like stand-up or comedy just like makes me feel sick inside. But then once we got into the stage, I was like, oh, it's not as, it's not like you're walking onto hot coals. That you're just standing in a place and people are looking at you. And as long as you have confidence, it's fine. It's really fine. Yeah, totally. You just so, have to, you have to, you know, follow through with what you're saying totally. and, just be, and not give off the impression that you like hate yourself and hate what you're saying nor that's that you thing. love yourself and you yeah. love what you're saying exactly as long as you strike that balance which i think is a pretty broad you you know you've got a lot of room to play with people are going to be on board with you, what you're saying even if it's not funny or even if it's not particularly interesting as long as you're relatively calm it's whatever that's also my uh i, I always get scared that it isn't interesting enough Mm-hmm. So like why with with performing in general with like for instance sunrise, um, I would always feel like I was on a treadmill. Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> What's wrong with me? Was there something on my face? No 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 not at all. Not what, at all. what are you laughing at, bitch? No no no, it's not. It's an, I just I just remembered something really funny that I cannot wait to tell you. Okay great. Yeah. Well now I don't remember what I was gonna fucking say. I'm so sorry. Oh yeah, no, I'm just going to go back to me. Uh, when I was doing Sunrise, I would always feel like it was a, a time bomb from the second I went on stage, how quickly I could get off stage because then I wouldn't have taken up any more of any people's time and they could go back to their lives yeah. and not have to sit there and watch me and not look at their phone for an hour. Yeah. So I still have that mentality when I do anything. It's like, don't waste their time. Don't waste their time. They paid money. They paid money. Um, which is Which is, I think, fine, but... When you do see a performer just enjoying their time and their space, I do find that quite amazing. Mm. I don't ever think I'll be like that, but um, yeah, I didn't find that so much on Saturday. I felt like we could, we were speaking quite fast and we did get through it really fast, but um, I didn't feel like ashamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) It was a different thing. I think because when you're doing written material, you're exposing yourself and you're saying, this is something that I deem to be funny and interesting. What's your response? With this, it was like, we're just having a conversation and we don't really care if you find it interesting. Obviously we do, but it's a very different kind of pressure. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed it so much. And it was just weird to see people in real life sitting there who we don't know who actively have listened to us. Mm-hmm. And I had the first person um, ever come up to me to say that she was a fan of the podcast. Who? It was a couple of weeks ago. Who? And I was going to say who? <laughs> Catherine. Hey. Kathy, <laughs> is there name actually Catherine? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes, I think so. I hope. It, I hope it is. <laughs> I hope that I remember that right. You were very nice, and she came up to me in the bathroom, um, and 
uh, was like, oh, I got gum on my skirt um, because I'd stuck gum under the table. And you got it on yourself. And I fell on top of my skirt and then it was calmer. And I was embarrassed and I was like, oh, fuck, I'm gonna have to wash this off. And then there was a girl using the sink. So I was like, oh, sorry. Oh, got gum on my skirt, didn't I? And then she turned around and she was like, I listen to your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, hi. And she was so nice. And she was like, I'm so embarrassed where I saw you from across the room and, and I, you must get people coming up to you like this all the time. And I was like, no. <laughs> and the first time it's happened, I'm fucking scraping gum off my skirt that I basically put there myself. Anyway, she was very nice. And That's I gave her so a hug. Nice. That reminds me, in our live show, um, uh, the theatrical show that we were doing which is what preceded doing a podcast and we would have kept on doing if mm. not for the pandemic blah, yeah. blah 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 we have a whole scene about the fact that I I, gen- I just can't genuinely I mm. can't believe that you you morally can stick gum under a table yeah. that just shows your evil baby. I know I know I know horrible I think person. there is something slightly different with my brain than yours I, I, I just I could don't not live I don't have a compulsion to to Lisa care about that you leave, leave coffee, coffee cups, cups on, the, on the, tube. the tube. Yeah, because somebody picks it up, didn't they? No! <laughs> oh my God! Horrible person. Leaves. I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I try on clothes in a changing room and I've got a runny nose, sometimes I just wipe my nose on the clothes that I know I'm not going to buy. <laughs> oh yeah, no, tell the funniest one you do, which is oh, not yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah, this is, yeah. this is, this shows she's, psych- she's a psychopath. If something, if I t- pick up a size eight, and it's not fitting me like a size eight should. Um, let's say the buttons are a little tight. I'm gonna hold my way out of that dress. I'm gonna pop all the buttons open. Maybe just one or two, but just. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, it was fucking flimsily made. Your fault. Do you know what I mean? No skin off my fucking big old back. No, no skin off my not a size eight back. I'm sorry. I don't give a shit. I'm not well mentally, <laughs> clearly. Um, uh, I just and that that's something that I used to do. I haven't done that in a long time. But, but that's probably because. But I haven't been in a changing room for a long time. So boy, oh boy, when I get back in there, finally, can you imagine? We um, just moved house, and yeah. you showed me that I can see the back of my head if I tilt one mirror yeah. the other way. This has never happened to me before in the house. I've never mm-hmm. had a mirror this way and that way. Yeah. So now I can see the back of my head every day, and I am distraught yeah. by the state of my back. I've never seen my back every day. I don't want to see my back. I look at my back every day. If I had known that I could see my back. It's one of my highest priorities because I've got a weird, um, like my hair cowlicks in a strange way. So I have to brush that over. So I've just always got really used to g- getting a handheld mirror and looking at the back of my head. Okay, that's one thing, looking at your back. Yeah. Of your, of your head. Yeah. Your hair. Yeah. I mean my back. Oh, yeah, I yeah, don't want to yeah. see my fucking back. No, no, no. I don't want to see my back. My arms always look so different than how I expect they're going to the look. The back of your arm. Don't this wanna, bit of your I arm. don't need to see them. I don't, I don't know them. I don't know her. Exactly. Okay? I don't know who I that is. I don't know her. I don't know who the back of me is, but it's not fucking me. I'm going to have to... I don't associate myself with that image. <laughs> <laughs> if I had known that before we went to even see this fucking flat, I would not have got it. I would have. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to pay that mirror up. Don't. It's so useful. It's not useful. I don't want to see that back. You got a lovely back. You got a lovely back. <laughs> no, I don't. The way back. It, it does this. No, no, I no, 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 no. I honestly, I, sh- I, it's taking my breath away. Yeah, yeah. And it's strange when it's like, oh my god, I didn't know I had like freckles there and that weird rash, and I didn't know that that looked like that. But once you acclimate yourself with it, then then it starts to become mm. a little easier. But yeah, I'm. I'm clearly. I'm quite morally ambiguous in some areas like that when it comes to 
like things that a good Samaritan would do. But you're also <laughs> so kind to strangers, which is why it doesn't add up. Whereas I'm, yeah. I'm kind to strangers, yeah. but I'm not friendly to yeah. any like to people I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind to strangers. I don't care about things though. I don't care about like inanimate objects. I don't think, oh well, I should do that because that you know whatever. That's like a nice thing to do. I couldn't give a fuck. I, as long as I, if I see somebody's eyes and smile and face, yeah, I'll be nice to it. I couldn't care less about objects though. It's just something that doesn't compute in my which brain. Which is why I know that you have stolen some of my belongings probably yeah, yeah exactly yeah my floral black cardigan i did not <laughs> take that you did and not only was it mine to begin you with have taken it that. was literally mine to begin with it was mine because i got it from you for you from new look kids i think you're mistaken <laughs> because i distinctly remember for louisa dodd's 11th birthday party her mom gave me and three other girls 10 pounds we got to go to westfield a newly opened okay in in west london and we all got to go and pick something out with our 10 pounds i myself being a smart little kid went to new look picked up that floral cardigan that you became obsessed with i bought it you did not buy it first of all it was not a cardigan it was a second cardigan. of all i got it from it the was new a cardigan it was a cardigan. it was an it was a lycra material button up long sleeved you're thinking, you're thinking of something from American Apparel, babe. No, I'm you're not. Thinking, it was from New Look Kids, BB. It was and it from, was from New, the New Look Kids. I, I was a child at the time. Yes, I bought also, it. Also, New Look Kids, it, it, at the time, Tottenham Court Road had a new look next to it, next yep. to the Superdrug. Yep. That's where I went in and I got it. Like, and I wore it for the next 15 years of my you're life. You're mistaken. And you've stolen it. That was my purchase. You've that lost was it. my first shopping trip. Okay. I think I would remember. <laughs> you just, and I, I didn't steal it back from you, okay? I didn't steal it back from you. You I did, did not see the back. You from probably you. couldn't give a shit. You wore it one day. You just took it from my flat, and then you thought, "Oh, I don't need that anymore." And you just probably put it, stuck it some, to some gum under a table. Oh, or you're something. a fucking bitch! You know that? <laughs> you're a fucking bitch. I genuinely know you stole that. Baby. I didn't. I didn't. And I would give it back to you. Okay, I'm not cruel. No, you. I'm not I might be inconsiderate, no, but I'm not cruel. It. I'm saying you've lost it. No, 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 no. That was the most useful item of clothing for for somebody who doesn't like their arms. I used to wear it every day. The thing is, what's sad though, is you wear something that you think is fighting to your arms, you do the back of the mirror check. Oh my God, that's a different story. Like that thing that you thought was like making you look good from the front. Oh my God. Sister, don't tell me. It's not nice to see. I'm Just, not a nostalgic person, but yeah. every time I see a photo of myself in that black... Cardigan, you think that was, that was when I was happy. <laughs> that was that. I just have such a sadness that I'm not that person anymore. Yeah, no, no, I get that. I get that. Do you know, that's why I wore this today, because I this remember... This one of my cast ups. I remember when, when I was an American Apparel girl. Do you know what I mean? That was a fun period of time. Yeah, but American Apparel was such a shit shop. When you could go and get something that fits your body weirdly and it never looked as good as it did on these like beautiful models. It would always like have a super high neckline and like a gaping like yeah, bit awful. here. Um, or, or shiny leather like leggings. Her, like those those disco pants. Yeah. I mean, who the fuck did they look good on? But by thin, God, I wanted very them. Very thin models. Oh yeah. Very thin 12 year old models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but this shirt is only good it's disgusting like this, but it's good under a jumper. It's disgusting like this, did you just say? The outfit that I it does actually put look, together. It does actually look quite good. I thought it looked cool. The collar is very cool under a jumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got yeah. that. I did get that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so one day that top will reappear. It, I was, it was lost in one of my many, many moves. I'm Slash sure. you stole I'm, it. I'm absolutely sure that you're a dumb bitch and you lost it. But that's just my opinion. No, I know. Uh, or I left it at... Um, a house. Yeah. Uh, when I was going out with that, you know, with with 
Oh. Fine. Yeah, I think I, I think I left. Oh it my there. god, you totally did. You wore that all the time. In fact, I have a picture of you coming back from a night escapade, looking all, and you were wearing the cardigan, sitting on a yoga ball. It's like not this. a cardigan, BB, because that makes it sound really frumpy. It, it was a cardigan. It was, it's not a cardigan, Jesse. It was literally a cardigan. It's not. You don't call it a cardigan if you try and type that. It's. I think it's called a bolero. <laughs> It's not a bolero, babe. It's not a bolero. It's not 1954. Nobody wears boleros anymore and they certainly don't sell them in fucking new look. Okay, it's not a cardigan. There has to be a different word to describe Just it. because you wore it as a way to cover up your body doesn't mean that it wasn't what it was for. Okay. It was a cardigan. Okay, can we just be clear, okay? Because it was new look kids, it was very small. So it was actually a perfect item to wear if you don't want to be too exposed with your arms. Well, we're, we're, we're going to link a photo of, of the cardigan because otherwise you guys are just not going to have an idea and I'm afraid if you're listening, <laughs> you're a loser. <laughs> you need to take a look at the podcast on the YouTube. Um, I'm anyway, joking. Thank I, you for listening. I think I should make a, a line of non-cardigans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, <laughs> for people who just feel too exploited. It's not that I hate my arms. Yeah. I don't mind my arms from the front. Yeah. I don't like them from the back, but I, I, it's, it's like, I just don't, I feel very exposed. Like I'm basically showing my arms now, but mm. they're just covered. So I feel mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the fact is there's nothing wrong with any, anyone's <laughs> arms. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with anyone's arms at any size where no matter how you look, no matter how much you've looked after yourself, no matter what stage of life you're in, how fucking confident you are, how beautiful you mm-hmm. are. There's this thing in your brain. That's like, you don't look good when your arms are out. You don't look good when you stand or you pose at a certain angle. You don't look good in this color. Totally. Color, color, color. It's it's a certain frame of mind that like I feel grips women with a fucking vice-like grip and you can't let go of it. And no matter, like wherever you're going to be in life, you're always going to have a paranoia about that type of thing. So yes. that's why the cardigan represented so much for you. It does. Because it covered up that issue that you felt was so but I, much But also I wore that mostly when I was at my thinnest. Yeah. And I, a, you've always had the most amazing arms. I like, would kill for your fucking arms. No, but I think that Anyone can relate to fat, um, the inner fat girl thing if yeah. they were girls, little girls, mm-hmm. who were told they were chubby. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, that scars you. Yeah, of course. I still remember the first time I was called chubby. Yeah. I was at Legoland. Yeah. <laughs> that is the kind of place where you do get called chubby, though, do you know what I mean? That makes sense oh. in the background. <laughs> no, I wanted to get some pick mix and I was told that no, that will make you know, that will make you chubby. You're chubby enough type thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that. And also the posture thing is really clear because like with the back mirror that we didn't realise makes us we do look that way and we just don't realise. Yeah. Having to confront ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I rarely do that. Even when I look in the mirror, I realised the other day, I never look at myself. Mm-hmm. I, I look at my 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 upper half. Yeah. And I look at my general look but I never actually look into my eyes Mm -hmm. because that would be a weird thing that people do in films Mm -hmm. but if you do and you actually breathe that in for a second it's just horrifying yeah or exhilarating quite amazing yeah because it's like wow that's who I am and that's what I this is the body I possess I wish I could get to that point of body neutrality which I think is the more important thing than body positivity right Mm -hmm. because nobody in their in the world is going to feel amazing and beautiful every day. Even if you're a supermodel or like a, a beautiful uh, body positive influencer or anything in between, nobody's going to feel good about their body every day. Body neutrality is basically accepting how wonderful that I have a body that I can live in. Totally. And it's not always going to make me feel great about myself, but it's here to serve me. That's the only thing that we should all fucking aim for. Beauty totally. standards are awful. 
but they exist and we all cater to them even if we don't think that we do. And me and Jesse just have fun discussing the way that it fucks up with our brains. You yeah, know? and I think forever I will be in a photo shoot, which I've had to do more of lately, just feel like I'm about to be told off. Yeah. Constantly feel like you're standing wrong, your arm looks like this, you're you're doing this weird thing with your mouth or your your teeth or whatever. And I just can't imagine ha- going through that kind of experience and feeling confident. Yeah. That must be amazing. Yeah. You must feel brilliant. Yeah. They're awful experiences for people who are insecure yeah. because you just feel like you're about to be like shouted at the yeah. entire time. And no one ever does. They're all so nice. Yeah. They all only want you to look nice and they think you look beautiful when you look awful. But the real fear comes from what's not said. Do you know what I mean? It's what, what the, the, the voices in your head are telling you they're probably thinking, you know? Mm. Like I had to do some self-tapes recently and Horatia helped me with them and the lighting just wasn't quite flattering and my roots have grown in and I'm really starting to regret dyeing my hair blonde and all, the, all these stupid things. And I just saw myself, I thought I'd done a relatively good job and then when I saw it, rather than focusing on any aspect of my performance, I just was like... I felt like I wanted to, like, it was just, I felt myself shriveling up inside because I thought I looked so unflattered, you know? Mm. And I had to send it off anyway or whatever. And, you know, it was fine. But how, how silly that instead of me focusing on what I was there to do, which was just to do the job and, like, to try and act this thing well, I just felt like I'd completely failed myself and failed that particular, you know, job opportunity because I didn't look good enough. And it's just something that, con- like, no matter how much work you put into it, how much you try, it's just something that constantly plagues you. you know? But also, you're probably right. Probably you don't look good enough to get mm-hmm. that role. You know, you might be an amazing actress, might might not get it because of how you look that day. Or the opposite is true. Because sometimes I, I find that if you focus on the performance and doing the job and you don't worry about all the external things, mm-hmm. um, you, do a, you, you do a better performance anyway. Yeah. Whereas I only focus with self tapes on how I look, mm-hmm. and um, and that that's because I have been so burnt by yeah. not getting jobs because of how I look. Yeah, yeah, so absolutely. It it would be it, you might be right, or hopefully mm. you you're wrong. Yeah, I don't think I will be wrong, unfortunately, because we know the industry that we work in. Um, but it's just it's it's interesting that it no matter what point you're in in life, it is something that's always gonna be very ever present and that's why it's relatively liberating to talk about it with ease and like Mm. freedom and to be funny about it because it's like otherwise we're all just fucking lying to ourselves aren't we yeah and also this morning I had to do a photo shoot a really quick one for an interview I've done and I couldn't fit it in anywhere other than on the way to drop Donnie at football Mm -hmm. so I said okay I'll meet you at this park didn't realize it'd be raining um I'm also gonna have to bring my son they were fine with that they had to be um she also has kids the photographer she understood um and my hair was basically the the rain everything was awful I I knew I didn't look very good but I also knew I had 20 minutes before Donnie had to go to football and I had to get on with the day so even though the photos are probably going to be like just disgusting Mm -hmm. and they'll be in a national newspaper next to an article that probably has a headline that I don't like Mm -hmm. grief-stricken Harry Potter chiclet writer yeah yeah. um whatever that you know it might be it doesn't matter yeah Exactly, exactly. And that's what, you know, it's so liberating just to not worry so much about how you look and how you're going to come across because you know how what you mean. Mm-hmm. You know what, you know, you're doing. As long as you're not saying anything offensive and yeah. you're a nice person, like, mm. it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw something nice and inspirational on TikTok that's kind of related, not quite, but I it definitely, I thought it was really nice. And it's something related to what you told me, a friend told you, and you always liked it. Um, 
she was talking about getting back together with a boyfriend or something like that and now they're engaged but she said that in the two years that this guy had broken up with her and she was on her own she was miserable and desperate and dating and whatever and if she had just known that they would come back together in two years time and she would get everything that she wanted she would have told like she could have she wishes that she could just tell that version of herself that was living those two years miserably you're going to get everything that you want so relax just Mm. be happy because if you were told anyone watching this you're going to get exactly what you want in two years time or you're going to be in a place where you are happy in two years time you would just be fine you would Mm. just be enjoying your life yeah and um I guess I'm just trying to adopt more of that mindset where it's like I just feel so frantic all the time and I think being freelance and creative and trying to be all of these different things means that you always feel like you're never doing enough but also at the times when other people would be relaxing or clocking off your brain is still constantly thinking about stuff because you're like oh fuck I didn't do enough at this point so like I could have an idea for this or whatever so it was just it made me kind of maybe think you have to I just have to try and actually enjoy the the moment of your life that you're living in because you're not going to be this age forever and in two years time you might be just wishing that you had just been happier and more relaxed you have to do that even if it's just for like five minutes just appreciating what you've got right now so very rarely am I alone with one of the kids now and today I was just on the tube with Donnie taking him to football and then, you know, today. And he was like, where, where are Margo and Ten? Where are Margo and Ten? And I said, no, it's just me and you today because Bobo is looking after them and it's fine, but it's just us. And I was rushing there to the station, rushing there. And then we finally got to the tube and sitting on the train. And he was just so different on his own because he's so, his, so much of his identity now is formed by his siblings being there mm-hmm. right next to him, fighting with him or playing with him. And um, I just looked at him and I was like, oh my God, you're almost seven. Yeah. And you're you you were the luckiest thing to ever happen to me. And you were you were you're here because of a, a decision I made that one night you weren't planned. You're just you just made your way here into my life and you've made it was just like this overwhelming urge to just hug him and just to be like, Thank you, thank you for being here, thank you for, for and it was just because I had that space with him on his own and that, you know, and it, it, it just, just reminded me that every day is changing. Every day life is becoming more complicated and different and you just have to take these moments when you yeah, can. That's beautiful. I had the nicest time looking after them that, that other day because it's so funny to just see how much a month can change, you know, the, the kind of things they're talking about or thinking about. And I... um. I'm so used to them begging me to play with them and engage in the games because I'm good at coming up with the rules mm. and stuff. So it was really weird when I had my back turned for a moment, like changing the baby's nappy and they were playing the game on their completely own. happily by themselves, saying all of the stuff and more, extending some of the things that I would have given to them. And it made me realize, oh my God, they're getting old enough to do that by themselves mm. now. And it made me sad, but so happy. Just like how beautiful that they're going to grow up into yeah. people. Yeah. Although they are growing up way too fast. Um, BB was brilliant in, in a pilot called Dinosaur, which is on BBC iPlayer, which you should all watch. Um, Thank you, Matilda Curtis. Mwah, beautiful pilot written so by So good, you. so good. And we were watching it last night and I thought, oh, I'll let them watch it because I didn't actually know if there'd be anything dark. There wasn't anything yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they saw it, it's called Dinosaur and they were thrilled. Mm-hmm. And um, they saw you on the screen and they were so proud of you. It was so sweet. And That's also so because nice. you were doing, um, is it Glaswegian, mm. Glaswegian accent? They were like, why is BB speaking like that? And they completely didn't, they didn't even question it. They were just like, oh, that, she's good. And then they saw you smoke in it. And oh, then yeah. for the rest of the night, they got a crayon and they pretended to smoke because <laughs> they believe now that you smoke. That's so funny. <laughs> 
God, that was embarrassing having to smoke. You looked so good at it. Oh my God. You smoke, BB. I don't smoke. I don't smoke, for the record. Fucking liar. I don't smoke. Don't trust her. She is a liar. It was really embarrassing, though. That must have been one of the good ones because it was these fake herbal cigarettes and they don't light up very easily. And I had to time when I was going to put it out because there was a certain thing that I was saying where I had to time to her. So that was actually, that was the first scene we filmed. That was really, really difficult. Oh, you're so good. Um, but thank you. Oh, That's very so, sweet. So good. And Vivi's also in an episode of This Time with Alan Partridge. And again, brilliant in that. I haven't watched that yet. I'm a bit too embarrassed. But No, it's so good. They, they, they didn't understand why a load of women came in topless. Yeah. Which wasn't a mistake on my part. Steve they did Coogan. See some, they did see some That's nipples. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> he was so cool. The coolest guy ever. Yeah. Genius. Because they also, we watched, because we've had to, throughout lockdown, find other things to watch other than CBBS. They did watch all of Alan Partridge. So they mm. knew exactly who Steve Coogan was. So yeah. when they saw that you were with Steve Coogan, they were just, who now obviously was dressed up to look so much older. They were so confused. Yeah. God, he is absolutely incredible. I know. Um, he's scarily good. He's scarily good. And seeing him in real life, making stuff up, stuff up on the spot that was like the funniest thing I'd ever heard. But he was just kind of like, he was just riffing. It was slightly, it was like watching um, one of the greats of, of your time and knowing I'll never, I, I just want to look at you, you know? Well, he, he, is, he is one of the greats and he's also had that luxury of being able to, to just do it for so long now that he's got his own arena yeah. to try out things. Totally, totally. He can have a whole set there waiting probably for him to try out things. Mm -hmm. That, you know, he's he's earned that. But he delivers. Like, mm. I just have never seen somebody that, like, so fully fulfills exactly what they have to be doing and more. Mm. I was so impressed with him. Yeah. So that was a real, I mean, that was just, like, the coolest bonus thing to do a day in, of filming on that. It's, like, a really small little bit. But I get to sing a song in it. <laughs> I don't know why my mouth is so dry. because I want a coffee. Don't talk to me before my coffee. I already told you that. <laughs> don't talk to me before about my coffee because my mouth goes all fucking dumb anyway um <laughs> funny fact that's how we got the theme tune for the podcast yes because um steve brown alfie's father um does the music for uh steve coogan and alan partridge they're long time collaborators long time collaborators probably why Friends. i got probably why i got the gig no on the alan thing. anyway um i had to sing this song and I don't do yourself down I had to sing the song. Be and, assertive. <laughs> and Steve wrote this amazing comedy song, which is uh, which you'll see if you watch the episode. But anyway, after we'd done it and we'd use these like really cool electric voice effects, I said, that's so cool. Like, do you do any other stuff like that? And he was like, yeah, I work with um, this woman called Magda. She's so cool. She's an artist. And she uh, she started recording some stuff with me. I'll show you something that she's done. And then she, he played me one of her tracks, which is the coolest fucking thing ever. I um, downloaded it on my phone and showed it to Horatio and he was like, that would make a really good theme tune. Mm. So that's so how good. we got the theme tune. And she, kind of embarrassingly, I didn't really know how successful an artist she is. Oh, Magda, she's like, <laughs> we're sorry, babe. I did We know, underestimated you. But also because she's so multi-talented, I didn't realise. So when we asked to borrow something of hers, like of her clothes, oh, because yeah, yeah, her yeah. prints have gone on to be... Uh, she, really she collaborated she's with Mark Jacobs. Mark Jacobs. And the most famous people in the world have worn her Harry clothes. Harry Styles. Dua Lipa, just to name a few. Just amazing. Just amazing. And I didn't realise when I emailed her. And then when, when she sent some, and then I Googled Billy it. Billy bonkers, honestly. They sell them for like £400. Ding I dong. could sell them when she sent me. Exactly. Mixing. I might have to. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to. I won't. 
Um, hopefully I'm going to wear one of them on um, Sunday brunch, which is an, an just going to be the highlight of my year going Honestly, on Sunday brunch. Yeah. If I get cancelled from Sunday brunch, I think I'm going to have, I think my heart will be broken mm. after the one show rejection and stress packed lunch rejection. I think I, I think I will. Mm. I think my heart will break if they now reject me from Sunday brunch. They won't reject you from Sunday brunch. Just been booked in for so long now. I'm just I'm just sure they're going to cancel me. They won't. I'm going to have to eat something. I mean, that's an issue for that us, is an issue. isn't it? Because you are a funny something. little eater on camera. How do you a weird eat? Weird little nibble. I don't eat with a knife and fork usually. Everything is with hands. Because Alfie's been away on holiday in Lisbon. I sent him to Lisbon. Long story. Won't get into it now. Just until he's successfully back and not having to quarantine. Um, I haven't eaten any meals while he's been away. I've just been eating bars because I just I literally can't move for stuff. And um, I realized that without him forcing me to be like a normal human, I am, I do become just somebody who is just so fun- functional. Functional and practical. And use f- food as fuel. Kind of. And also because the flat we're living in doesn't do delivery very easily, um, that's been taken out of the equation. So just eating on, just surviving on bars. I'm so sorry. No, it's great. They're really good bars. I can love these bars. Mm. You look healthy. You got a glow. Keto mint bars. And they come, I think they're a bit thicker than the other bars. Really? But they don't say that on the calories. So I think I'm actually having way more calories. I'll just stop talking. (laughs) We, uh, I think we've dipped a toe too far, I think, in that, in that muddy lake of a... Mental women, but you know when you're getting bonus eating disorders, you're getting bon. <laughs> no, you're getting bonus calories. Yeah, bonus calories. We all want yeah. bonus calories. You don't, you, doing, don't, you don't have to track. That's why I bought the weights from Argos because I realised that um, I've not looked after myself for so many years properly that I think my body, like I, do, I know metabolism is supposedly not a thing, right? You, you're just about calories in, calories out, or whatever. But I think that I just genuinely have withered as an actual human being because I don't exercise and because I don't eat at the right meal times and stuff like that. So I thought if I buy myself the weights, I can build up some actual muscle and then maybe it will mean that I'm healthier and like stronger, stronger. and I can eat more. Um, that, that's yeah. why I've done that. But I didn't realize if you fucking buy something from Argos in real life, you have to carry it back home. <laughs> I didn't know why I didn't think of that. I walked to Argos with all this hope and aspiration and I was like, wow, you can just order something from Argos and then pick it up right there. I was picking up a set of three weights. I had to carry that <laughs> 20 minutes home. My arms were broken by the end and I had to take a break every 50 steps. <laughs> and I had to put this giant fucking box on like a on a little thing and wait and like men would be looking at me, not helping, not offering to help, you know, good for me. But I, I wanted in that moment just a little bit of misogyny and for them to come up to me and be like, oh, you little poor thing, let me take that for you. But not a single bit, not a single bit. I had it's to carry like- it all the way home. It is amazing. Uh, yesterday, I f- was sitting on the tube with them all on the way to football um, at the crack of dawn, mm. regretting that decision that I booked them into football. Anyway, I was on one of the um, seats that does, you know, collapsible seats yeah. on the tube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And sat on that, uh, the lid of the sun cream fell off. I dived down to get it. When I went back onto my seat, my seat was no longer a seat. It was collapsed. So I just fell onto the floor <laughs> really badly. I've got a huge bruise on my bum and my everyone on the tube saw. didn't, they saw, I was, it was a big fall. They, they just didn't look at me. I had a buggy and two kids with me. No one, no one asked if I was okay. No one even looked, they went back to their lives. And even Donnie and Margot were so embarrassed, they didn't look at me. Yeah. And a couple of minutes later, Margot was like, Margot, mommy, you fell. 
you fell. Oh no. It was so embarrassing. I don't want to get to the point where they can be embarrassed of us. They mm-hmm. are, they're already embarrassed. But also it was funny because I did want, I was angry that no human had said, are you okay? Yeah. But I was also relieved that everyone had just glided yeah, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the good thing. You can't really do anything too embarrassing on the tube actually, if you think about it. No. You can't even cry. People, I someone once, will come up I to once you. did that, that thing that occasionally happens to like normally like a Mormon American tourist because they're not used to being on the <laughs> tube. But I've lived in London my whole life, so it shouldn't have happened. Where you don't hold on to the, <laughs> the bar soon enough as the train starts moving. And I did a tumble roll, gymnastics fucking level fall all over the roll. <laughs> The row of central line passengers. <laughs> and nobody found it funny nor charming. So, you know, that was embarrassing once. What's the most embarrassing thing to ever happen to you? <laughs> there are so many yeah. embarrassing things. Yeah, I think yeah. I've talked about vomiting on the art school trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. yesterday something also embarrassing really happened. I was um, in the park with Margot and it was empty. The park was empty and I went on the swing (laughs) (laughs) to have a little morning swing yeah just pretending I was a six-year-old child having Mm. a lovely time really swinging not one of the ones with the leg holders right no (laughs) difficult to get into no yeah no we would not fit anymore Mm -hmm. and um so I was just having a nice swing quite an energetic swing looking like and and Margot (laughs) went up the slide like really tall side so she was basically no longer to be seen as a group of adults walked us. And you just look like a crazy lady on the swing on your like own. Like a crazy person in the swing. So in a panic, I just started shouting out and your legs go out. And then, <laughs> and then your legs go out and in as if I was teaching an invisible child to learn to swing. Yeah, but that's not any more embarrassing than the people that you see doing like Tai Chi and dance moves in the park. Oh yeah, no, they're great. There's a woman who does that every day in the park and she... Has done every single every time I'm in the park, she's she's there. Mm. I don't think she have, maybe she's homeless. Yeah, <laughs> she's a happy homeless person. Yeah, she's got she's got her her chi balance, hasn't she? Mm. And a dog that doesn't look very happy just mm. watching her. Mm. Anyway, I think that's enough for today. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you for listening, and thank you if you did come to our live podcast, and thank you if you watched the sunrise documentary that BB made. Thank you. I um I sorry, my mouth feels iMovie. So what? Who would have thought iMovie can? Do a nice little thing like I tried that. to get like um, captions up, but I couldn't. So I had to use the title screen. So that's why they're all really cringe. But they're know. not cringe. I love them. It's a bit of fun. Yeah. Got some got some Patreon followers out of that. Mm. Only about four. But yeah. doing well. It's do- doing, doing well. well. It's consistent. It's slow and steady wins the race. If you do want to support us on Patreon, it would help us. I'm going to do, we're almost at, a, we're almost at like a landmark A landmark number. thing. Almost so at five. <laughs> So I'm going to make a cake. No, we actually are. And if we do, BB's going to make a cake. But it's a bit weird making a cake if we're the ones who's just going to eat it. But It is actually a bit weird. I was thinking, could we make a cake and then we send it out to the people? That would just be disgusting. Awful. No, yeah. Awful idea. But we might do what like a special thing. What would last in the post? Jerky? We could just do some jerky. <laughs> okay. Well, Can also... Send you some fruits? No. No. No? No. You can't send no. fruits. You don't still eat fruits, do you? I got some frozen on my freezer right now. I thought you did, yeah. yeah. Of course you do. Yeah. I know you feed them pepperami as well. Really bad, auntie. Okay, I'm a taste maker. That's what you no. can also say. I'm cultivating taste in my young nephew niece. Okay. Okay. Um, that's oh, it. My mouth is so weird since I haven't had the coffee. Okay. <laughs> I think that's good. That's mm. finished. Okay, bye. She's going crazy now. She's going crazy. Watch her.